Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the honor of being joined by Dan Ryder, the founder of Prime DeFi, the world's number one DeFi education company obsessed with helping their clients achieve financial freedom. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Seth. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Um, Let's go back in time just a little bit. How did Prime DeFi get started? Yeah. So uh, backstory on that is uh, I got into the world of DeFi about two years ago, because as an investor, somebody who you know wanted to see more returns than we were seeing in the stock market over the last two years, um, I was looking for other avenues. Right, my marketing agency was doing well. We had a surplus of cash. We wanted to be smart about it, and I discovered you know that within the crypto markets, there was this little-known sector called DeFi or decentralized finance, and it offered the individual like us, anyone, the ability to you know pretty pretty much uh, out, outperform hedge fund managers, right? Uh, pretty easily. So I just kind of dove right in, learned a lot. And uh, after working on it myself, I started showing it to some you know neighbors of mine because like nobody knew about this stuff. And then I just had that light bulb moment of, you know, I think this is a huge opportunity to educate the masses because of how new uh, DeFi is. And so uh, that, started, that started everything, right? That started putting our company together to help and train others to get involved. Absolutely. And I'm sure the longer version of that um, could probably be in a book somewhere if it isn't. So let's break it down just a little bit. What is, in your definition, what is decentralized finance? Yeah. So um, basically what decentralized finance is, is it takes traditional finance and um, (laughs) it's funny, it literally just decentralizes it, right? In regular finance, you have intermediary parties, right? Banks, essentially at, at the middle of everything that you do. When you go to a store and you interact, you transact with a merchant, right? There are banks who are acting as middlemen um, to move funds, right? From, from buyers and sellers. When you take a loan and you, know, you use credit, right? There's the banking industry uh, acting as a custodian, right? On the investing side, when you have a 401k or when you set up a brokerage account because you want to buy some stocks or whatever, you are uh, depositing funds into an account where you have a custodian holding your your funds for you, right? And then you're going ahead and doing those activities. Well, with DeFi, uh, because of the innovation of smart contracts, and this is really coming from Ethereum, the crypto token Ethereum, it kickstarted this whole thing called a smart contract, which basically removed the need for a, a centralized custodian to perform that function because it could be automated in a trustless, which does not mean without trust. It means that 
you're not relying on somebody being trustworthy because it's it's literally math and and smart contracts, right? It it just it's programmed to do a certain thing, and that's what it does. And so, uh, a lot of financial activities like sending funds, um, lending, uh, could all now happen on a decentralized marketplace governed by smart contracts. So it's kind of like that, that might sound a little complicated, but it's kind of like, if you think of Uber, what Uber did for the taxi industry, right? Uber allowed anybody with a car to be their own cab company, right? Just, you just had to have a car. Um, you don't have to start a, a business. You just sign into the app and now here you are making money, you know, driving people around. So with DeFi, uh, it allows anyone that has any amount of capital to essentially be their own bank, right? And offer banking services for others. And you know, the good news is you don't need a billion dollars and you don't need a bank charter. You can get into this world of lending just like big banks do. And you can make interest the way big banks do as an individual, right? And so there's some really exciting uh, opportunities around that. And that's, that's kind of like what DeFi is um, at some high level. But yeah, there's, it goes way deeper. Uh, it's more so than probably we have time to talk about here. Right. We could spend <laughs> hours diving down the rabbit hole. I'm sure you could probably do a couple day seminar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, how does Prime DeFi help um, its clients or customers? So Prime DeFi is an education company, right? So what we do is we're educating people about how they can actually participate in these opportunities, right? So there's a couple of barriers to entry. You know, most people have not you know, ever purchase cryptocurrencies. Um, they don't know how, they don't know how to self-custody. There's a lot of misnomers, right? Especially like over the last year, uh, the only thing the news offers people in the form of crypto is like crazy stories of scandals. Right. See their FTX scams. or what the price of Bitcoin is. Yeah. And so what they don't talk about is what DeFi is, which has nothing to do with any of the news stories that, that they've heard. Like all those horrible stories were um, centralized custodians or exchanges that went down, they made irresponsible decisions. That is not DeFi at all, right? So really nobody knows what DeFi is. And so we're educating them on what it is and how to participate, how to self-custody and how to get into these opportunities where you can simply lend tokens. Like you don't even have to be exposed to the market. And just by lending tokens in an intelligent way, um, you can earn some pretty nice yields in the form of interest, right? Kind of semi-passive interest. So we teach people how to do that you know, to leverage their money instead of having it just sit there and bleed out through inflation. <laughs> Which obviously is at a record 41 year high. Yeah. Yeah. So you are selling educational courses or products, teaching people how to get involved. Talk to me about some of the case studies, some of the success stories of your students doing what you taught them and then obviously having it work, which is the best part. Yeah. Now, obviously, anything like this, this I'm, for I'm Mrs. Gonna... Jones, right? It's confidential. Their actual name. Yeah, and in addition to that, I'm going to be tempered in my uh, responses. Just for you know, this is like a hot uh, compliance issue lately, um, as far as making claims, right? Right. And we are and... not making any income claims on the podcast. Yeah, and then even you know, this is in some degree a form of investing, and so no one can predict the future. But what I can tell you is historically, right, leading up to this very moment. Uh, we've worked with about 200 students uh, as we're you know, having this conversation now. And our students are seeing, depending on their style, right? Because you can cater your portfolio to what meets your needs. Uh, we have students earning anywhere between, you know, we've seen historically 20 to 200% APY, right? That's kind of returns per year, which is very aggressive. We've had uh, students who are in their 60s, you know, the, so this is not like for just, you know, young and savvy 
uh, individuals, right? We've had people in their 60s who have never done anything with crypto before uh, on board and you know, they're, they're earning you know, a healthy, healthy cash flow. So uh, in terms of results, you know, what I like to compare this to, it's kind of like if you ever wanted to invest in real estate, if you thought that was a good idea, um, you know, it's kind of a conservative longer term strategy to creating uh, wealth and, and cash flow, right? It's really more about cash flow with real estate. Uh, you buy a property, say for half a million bucks, right? It comes with a down payment of at least a hundred grand. And then eventually you hope to break even on that mortgage and then start seeing some cash flow come in, right? So huge capital outlay for ultimately maybe a couple hundred dollars to a thousand or two per month in cash flow. With DeFi, you can create that same type of expectation, um, only it's way more capital efficient, right? With a fraction of that, uh, with 10 or even $20,000 you could create these positions that are liquid that cash flow to the same degree that you would expect a rental property to, only you're not stuck owning a rental property, right? So what's cool about it is, uh, again, no huge capital outlay, no taking a loan for 400 grand, no coughing up 100 grand out of pocket. For a much smaller amount of money, you can create these positions and then they're liquid. So if for whatever reason life happens, something comes up next week, next month, tomorrow, or 10 minutes from now, you can totally unwind what you did, right? As opposed to in real estate, you know, once you buy that investment property, it's yours till you sell it, right? So it's not so easy to get out of an investment like that. And so what DeFi allows is you to have kind of all the perks of what you would expect with real estate returns without the baggage of the real estate, if that makes sense. It so does. That's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper. So I know some of the questions you probably get and some of the ones I'm going to get when people hear or watch this, which is um, you just quoted. And again, we're not actually quoting you, but if APY annual percentage yield, if they're getting interest rates of 20 to 200 percent, who in their right mind, I'm assuming that you're not actually getting 200% interest in one year from one person. I'm assuming that's I'm rolling loans over and it's compounding over time. Is that right? Yeah. So no, in, in some cases it's not with compounding. So yeah, let me explain how this works, right? So how are, are these returns being earned, right? So in a normal market, right? You have, if you want to go buy Bitcoin or even stocks, regular stocks, right? If you're, if you have a Robinhood account and you, you day trade some stocks or you just invest in stocks, like what happens, right? You go into that platform, Coinbase, Robinhood, whatever, and um, you buy the asset that you want to buy. And what's actually happening is that platform, right? They are acting as a centralized custodian. Okay. So this is how DeFi has innovated centralized finance or traditional finance, right? So let's talk about what happens in the regular world, right? In the regular world, when you go to a platform like that, if you want to buy a stock or a crypto, uh, there's someone else on the other end of that transaction, right? So, so these these guys, their business model is keeping an exchange open where they match up buyers and sellers, right? And they do that with a, what's called an order book, right? So you you put a, an order in and it gets filled, right? And that's how you that's how you purchase uh, what you purchase with, uh, and they take a fee for that, right? It's trading fees, right? So that's how regular finance works, right? With DeFi now you have a decentralized version of that. So you have a decentralized exchange. Now, how does that work, right? It doesn't rely on a centralized party to mediate the transaction between the two people. How the DeFi version works is it's kind of like self-checkout at a grocery store, right? You go into the grocery store and then you, you grab the items that you want and then you go to the register, scan and pay, right? You don't need to interact with a person. 
<laughs> uh, nobody has to ring you up, so to speak. Right. So that's how these exchanges work. They maintain what's called a liquidity pool and they just have a, a pot of tokens. And it's literally like for the end user, it's like self-checkout. You just go there and you say, okay, I have this token, whether it's USDC, like a dollar, uh, a dollar derivative, or if you have Bitcoin and you want to swap it for a different token, you go to the pool, you say, okay, I have this and I want that instead. And then the pool swaps you out, right? And the pool takes a fee, right? Now, the thing, the catch to that is that the pool is inventory, right? Just like a store, uh, the only thing that would stop you from, from checking yourself out in a store would be if they didn't have inventory, right? So same thing with these exchanges. They need inventory and that, that inventory is liquidity. It's tokens. So if you now as the individual are going to lend these decentralized exchanges your liquidity, when other people are coming to swap and trade and paying those little fees, they're going to share the fees with you. So that's the business model. So you're actually earning when other people are swapping tokens. And so, okay. So the, let's say the 20% that you quoted um, was not a, I am loaning money to Dan and Dan is paying me 20% interest a year because Dan could just go to a bank. Right. But for example, if my son was in a Bitcoin mining phase for a while and in a crypto phase for a while, my teenager was in a crypto mining phase for a while and I looked at it. I'm like, teach me about this stuff. And I check it out. And he's, I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's the gas fee. And I'm like, I do the math. I'm like, that's a really high percentage commission. He's like, right. It's not set up for me to be trading 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. Yeah. Not economic. I'm like, that's not economically sustainable to pay that high percentage on a small amount of money. You need a much bigger money for that to make any sense. Yeah. Now these fees that I was talking about were not gas fees. So they're not, that's different. That's different, right? So that's getting a little bit more into the, into the weeds, but um, there's two types of fees that people pay, right? There's gas fees when you're using uh, these wallets, right? That's to keep the network decentralized and secure. Ethereum has high gas fees. It, it's very secure, but it's, it's costly to maintain. But to since me, in then, the old school world of regular finance, that would be like a commission. Is that right? Kind of? Sort of. I'm sort paying of. you for I'm paying you a gas fee for processing a transaction. Yeah. So for the people that are securing the network, right? So with Bitcoin, there's miners who secure the network yes. and then they earn mining rewards. With with other tokens like Ethereum, those are secured by what's called proof of stake. So you have people who have set up uh, you know, the ability to secure the network through staking up a, a lot of tokens. They put up millions of dollars to keep copies of the blockchain record and it keeps the integrity of it. And the gas fee rewards those people securing the network. Okay. That's one category. What I'm talking about here with DeFi is separate from that, right? There are exchanges where if you want to go transact tokens, right? You pay a tiny little fee, not, not these gas fees. You, you pay a tiny little fee. And the cool part about these exchanges is they're actually on networks that are not so gas intensive like Ethereum. There are other networks like Polygon, Avalanche. If you're in the crypto markets, you may have heard of some of these kind of more blue chip type of names, right? People have built these exchanges on these other networks that are way more efficient to work on. And so your gas fee is, is a penny or two, right? In some cases. Um, so the gas fee becomes negligible. And instead you're paying a, a nominal fee to swap tokens, just like you would on Coinbase 
or Robinhood or, or anywhere else, right? Only it's on the DeFi exchange instead of the traditional exchange. So you're not teaching people that they should buy Bitcoin and sell Ethereum. You're not p- telling them, hey, we got a subscription newsletter that's going to tell you what crypto to buy this week. You're telling them a totally different business model, which sounds like isn't tied to the fluctuations in cryptocurrency, which have been ridiculous, significantly volatile. You yeah. are teaching them a better, more stable business model. Yeah. I, what I love about DeFi is uh, learning to be a what's called a liquidity provider, right? You're kind of like the person in the gold rush that sold the shovels instead of- Which is the right the, business to be in. Yeah. Right. You're not going to risk your behind trying to find the gold, right? There's a lot of people on crypto trying to chase what's going to be the next token that's going to go to the moon. I'm going to get rich tomorrow. Um, We're not playing that game in DeFi. We are playing the, here's the shovels. Good luck to you. Right. Uh, (laughs) And there's a fortune to be made there. There's a huge fortune to be made there. That is Um, awesome. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more and about your educational process, where should we send them? Yeah. So you can just go to Prime DeFi, Prime, like Amazon Prime. Okay. Prime DeFi, D-E-F-I.com. And it'll take you to our site. Um, you'll be able to watch an overview video where we have some visuals and I kind of break this down in a, in a systematic way um, that makes the concept easy to digest. And then we have you know lots of information you can inquire if you want to know more about our programs as well. That is awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate you educating us just a little bit. I'm sure, again, we could probably do a multi-day seminar and wouldn't scratch the surface. Um, This has been Seth Green with Dan Ryder from primedefi.com. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Seth. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time.